Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back today with another great episode for you. And we have a returning guest. How many now? Gretchen, I was thinking... This is three. This three. is three. All right. So it's Bolt and what was... It was a Fox it and the Hound. It was Fox and the Hound. Fox I, and the Hound. I, I with the not, Widow Tweed. I could not remember. <laughs> now, this will be a little bit of a reveal. We're going to do a, an episode talking about this. We're going to have a bracket when the Disney season's over to dis, to oh. establish the best Disney princess. Mm. And I have put... We have 128 potential princesses. Ryan no. loves a bracket. Is it 64? It might just be 64. I'm not a nut. <laughs> um, one of them I put on there is the Widow Tweed to to get oh justice for. We have a little section that's kind of like the older lady section. Yeah, it's like the Widow Tweed, the cows from Home on the Range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't remember who else, but we will do a whole ep- a whole bracket watch video for that or video. Yeah. No, we won't do a video. We are we getting videos on we this. are getting close though. Mm-hmm. 2019, we're almost through the whole catalog of what Disney has come out with, which is shocking. We are doing <laughs> Frozen 2 today, and I'm wondering, Gretchen, because this is your first non-dog episode, what made you want to come back and do Frozen 2 in particular? Uh, the 80s dance trope, love ballad song. Ah! Yes! The best. Absolutely yes! the best. Yes. Okay. <sighs> I When we saw the movie, we came out of that, and I'm like, I was like pumping my fist. I was like, you this loved is great. it. And I was like, just, I was like, I don't know that it really, like, I was taken aback because I didn't feel like it fit. But this watch through, I liked it much better. I think it was just because it was so not the rest of the movie that I was like, it's, I don't understand how this fits. But watching it again, I actually really liked we'll, it. We'll get into it. But I think it's, it is, it is different from the other songs. I was excited Christoph got a song. And also, it's comedy from uh, from a fairly not super comedic movie in hindsight well, only Olaf and it's comedy from not Olaf yeah yeah I think so we're doing frozen too I don't know if we said that I think, I think we, we did yeah said, but we saw it in the theater which I don't mm-hmm. remember Do Brian you, told me that and so I agreed you, when I said that you had a lot of memories of like oh I got I like I this remember part, I like, like this, but. places that yeah that I like connected or like was emotional to what was happening but I don't remember like the theater experience it also came out in 2019 so it was like might have been pretty close I'm not sure when it came out in 2019 but it was this might, I think this is the last Disney animated movie because the next one I think is Raya. Yeah, and that was so during this, the pandemic. This is the last one before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Gretchen, do you remember where you saw this one? Do you have any like specific memories of your first time seeing it? Or Yeah, I was on a date with a guy. Oh, there you <laughs> go. We went to see Frozen 2. We I love it. Pond. It was a good, good deal. <laughs> do you remember like pumping your fist as well during the 80s ballad? What is that yes. song called? Yes. I have it. It's... Lost in the Woods. Yeah, Lost, Lost in, the, in woods. the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that part. Like, I left there and I was like, that was like, I don't even know. Like, 
whatever about the rest of the movie i don't even care this was like (laughs) this was the deal like it was so good speaking of lost in the woods i want to point out to our listeners that gretchen is so committed to recording today that she is at a campsite (laughs) yes so we're gonna go kind of fast today because we're trying to hit her heart out before she has to leave yes before she has to pack up <laughs> so, so we are going to do a little bit of a rush on this, and I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I don't think that I, I think it's going to be like us still giving all the information. It's just you know the first episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and it's listen. Almost three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> go back and listen to it. Listen to it in parts if you want. And but I, it was because it was such a huge phenomenon right like frozen in general like kind of took over the world as far as merchandise and like all this stuff and so we did a a deep dive into that this obviously just continues that but now everybody knows what frozen is at this point not to jump ahead to our evaluation but i think we thought this movie was fine yeah overall yeah there's some stuff i really liked about it yeah 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 yeah. it also like i think just a lot of the Stuff that I went, oh my God, it's like the number one animated movie and there's all these like records. And I think a lot of that is because everyone had still had Frozen Mania. Yes. And less of like, here's the big cool things they did with it. Now, there's some stuff we'll go into. There was that six part uh, making of series on Disney Plus that I started to watch and I watched the first episode and I went, oh, they basically did this because they went, we have hardly any behind the scenes material for frozen one and we could have sold so much so they did like a whole yeah so they did like a, a whole documentary yeah documentation um, of it or whatever some interesting stuff there from me but i don't think it's super interesting in the making of it's the same stuff we see every time it's like here's the this is a character and this is what they do and this is how we get the, you know there's mm. nothing i'm seeing that i'm like oh i never knew this and part of that is because we've seen a million behind the scenes on these making ofs yeah but let's go ahead so this came out in 2019 and i was mm-hmm. looking at this the top and the original frozen came out in 2013 mm-hmm. just like for the difference in years top three movies this year uh are frozen 2 the lion king the live action remake and avengers endgame and i wanted to point out that i was looking at this top 10 this year <sighs> and it's <laughs> all disney Disney Except makes so much money. Except for three movies. And one of those movies <laughs> wow. is Spider-Man. So that means it was a co-Disney, co-Marvel slash Disney production. The only two that were not Disney was Joker and Jumanji The Next Level. Hmm. Which so, Ryan's still upset that they didn't name it Tumanji. Or it should have, <laughs> because technically, no, the first one should have been called Tumanji. That was Welcome to the Jungle. This one should have been called Jumanji 3. Oh. Mm. Because it's the third one. Okay, oh. and they're gonna. History will will look <laughs> shine favorably on that. My mm-hmm, opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it was nominated for best original song, but uh, the unknown rocket. Oh, I didn't write down what the song was. It well, that's to. foolish. You go ahead. I I'll usually find out. do. I didn't write it down. I did write down what won. I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man is what won, which we still have to see mm-hmm. the Elton John movie. But yeah, I'm assuming it would be into the unknown would be what they nominate it but i could be wrong on that you have most of the cool facts on this so why don't you go ahead and, and hit us with all those okay uh yeah all my facts are not organized so i'll just go through them here uh the song used to call elsa to the enchanted forest uh kind of that call is a type of 
oh no, my handwriting. <laughs> Scandinavian, there we go. I was like, oh boy, sloppy handwriting here. It is into the unknown. It was, is into yes. the unknown. Uh, it's a type of Scandinavi- Scandinavian herding call called calling. K-U-L-N-I-N-G. But it's performed by a Norwegian singer. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I remember that. I I have to look up who it was because it was someone kind of popular. Yeah, yeah, that call. As as they kept uh, referring to it in the subtitles, mysterious voice. Yes. Uh, You also mentioned this because, uh, Gretchen, have you seen the movie Klaus? That's on Netflix. No. It's animated. So they great Christmas movie. It's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, but the North. How do you say their name? The Sa- the Sami, I believe. No, but the the name of the the Northundra. Northundra. Yeah, the Northundra tribe's culture is inspired by Sami people who are indigenous to Norway, Sweden, Finland, and northern Russia. And if you watched Klaus with us, you know that the little girl who I believe she wants she has like a. Like a, it's like a wind sail, but it's on ice. It's really yeah, she, she's she wants. cute, but but she doesn't speak English. She speaks Sami, which is kind of a very different language. I was disappointed to learn this actually because the Northundra people are just wearing brown. Like I'm curious where their design came from because the Sami have these bright. vibrant colors. Yeah, so so it's an interesting interpretation. Yeah, they kind of designed them they look just like they, they look like the people from brother bear the 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 kind of the native america the, the northern native americans like that's what yeah. they look like to me and i was a little upset they didn't at least give them the I, I mean i like them kind of being like let's have some people of color in this movie but mm-hmm. like Give, give them some bright clothes. Yeah, give them yeah. The, they have the beautiful, like, Maybe yellows it's, and I reds. wonder if it's because they, well, they were portrayed that way before they were trapped in the forest. It was like, maybe it's because they only had what was in the forest, but they were dressed like that. No, bef- they were still dressed like that. In, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, and, and it's the Arendelle people were still fit. All their clothes. That's a good thing to think of. They've been in there 30 some odd years and all of their clothes weren't ripped. They're- I know. Yeah, they actually <laughs> looks pretty good. Uh Young Elsa and Anna playing with the snow figurines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really see any of these figures because it happened so quickly. She, you did when they show it on the. If you go on Disney Plus, there's like a five minute video that's like a bunch of cool trivia from Frozen Two, and it like zooms in and circles them. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so apparently Baymax is in there. Um, oh. Totoro from my neighbor Totoro. I don't know that. Oh, I didn't know reference, that. Reference, but that's the, in there. The and then an s- elephant like Dumbo and Snow White, apparently. I, they said Bolt in ours. Oh. They said Bolt. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so I have a different list. So yours might be more accurate since you actually they actually circled what they looked like in, in that scene. Bolt, okay, yeah. Bolt, Baymax, and then Snow White later. But like she picks up Dumbo and goes... Like that's who it is. Oh, and that, okay. Dumbo's a little easy to see because he's an elephant with giant ears. Yeah. Um, I, I, my neighbor Totoro. I. Everyone, oh, Totoro. Well, thank you for correcting me now. Sorry. <laughs> After sorry. I said it wrong twice. Um, sorry. So my neighbor Totoro is a Studio Ghibli. See, that's another one I don't know. You think it's Studio Ghibli? Uh, it's the 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 uh, Japan. The one that I keep saying we need to possibly do Yeah, I know this the studio, but it's, okay. He's like this big monster looking, like like a big, like a cat monster with oh, a big okay. smile. Got monster, it. Monster, he's a good guy. He's like, so he's, Got it. it's basically like 
the very famous picture is it's like a little Japanese girl in the rain holding a, a umbrella, and then her big friend is next to her. I'll show you the picture. You've probably actually seen it and just not not realize it. it. Uh, something I found interesting. Since Elsa was never barefoot in the original Frozen, mm-hmm. animators never had to uh, give her toes. So they had to remodel her feet in this one. <laughs> ah, so she funny. could have toes. So I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, also, this is kind of a fun connection. Young Elsa is voiced. I'm not going to say her name right. But the woman who voices young Elsa is portrayed uh, as young Anna in the Broadway adaptation. So I thought that was cool. She's playing the other part, but like she was still connected to it. I was wondering about that because I remember in our other one, we talked about how like it was the director's daughters who sang those parts. Oh, and yeah. They, it's six years later, so they're probably aged out of those yeah. voices. Uh, we haven't mentioned this name in a while for probably good reasons, but John Lasseter, it's his... Lots of hug and bear himself. <laughs> yeah. It's his final involvement <laughs> with anything Walt Disney. So Walt Disney Animation Studios and all other areas of Disney. So this is the last thing that he was involved with. Uh, let's see. Northundra. Say it again. Northundra is how I Northundra. say it. Northundra. Uh, it might when, be Northundra, but Northundra. Let's go with that. Yeah. When they gather <laughs> to sing, and again, is it a yoik? Y o i k? Oh, it's. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yoik, maybe. Yoik sounds like when I steal a fry off your plate. Yoik. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. You know me and my pronunciations, but when they gather to sing the chant, uh, they form the shape of an inner spiraling. Of and it looks like the heart of Tafiti from Moana. Oh, that's cool. So oh. that was in there. Uh, I think I forgot to look I like out for that it. scene a lot. Where they, I do too. It's just kind of they're all they all. Have, it's like a very ceremonial thing, but not it, it. Just them all putting hands on each other. Yeah. Uh, the top of the map when they pull out the map and they're searching for the remains of their parent ship. There's a um text written that's a roman numeral for 1840 it's like mdccxl is roman numeral for 1840 and the snow queen which this the original was based off of was published in 1844 there's a lot of fun connection there where they're they're looking back at all the i know you have this but i'm gonna throw one in that's fine Where they're looking back at all the memory in the snow and it's like their parents getting together and she's like what are you reading and he's like it's a book by that new danish author which is talking about Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, I mean, and referring to the Little Mermaid. Yeah, the little, well, the, the Ariel, like the, that really famous silhouette of her sitting on the rock looking up. Is what's on the is book. Is what's on the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he also wrote Little Mermaid. Yes. Let's which see. you would know if you'd gone back and listened to our Little Mermaid episode. Uh, just, I don't know why I'm scolding our listeners. I know, constantly <laughs> plugging the podcast as they're Sorry, listening. Sorry, I'll just hang up now. No. Yeah, as they're listening to the podcast. It's a very good episode. I will uh, put that out there. So uh, the other thing I have here, I'm like going back and forth with like things to look out for and facts and whatnot because uh, everything's kind of scattered around. Mm-hmm. But the initial test screening in San Diego, apparently it was too confusing for younger children and it resulted in 61 new shots and 35 revised ones, which I thought was a lot to rework the, at that point, like in the process, right? Can I can I talk a little bit about the episode I watched? Yeah. Because this, I think, is a good good time to pop in. Um, I'm interested to hear if anybody out there watched it and what they thought. Um, I watched it and I enjoyed it and I kind of want to watch some more because as someone who works in a creative industry, it was really interesting for me to watch because there was, first of all, like it starts off and it's like 11 months till premiere. 
Oh, wow. And they are like, they're like, we're still showing spots that are like hand drawn. And I'm like, what? Like 11 months? And like, yeah. I, was, I was shocked. Like to me, I was like, oh, in video games, there's things that come in late. And I, I, I even think people would be shocked to see how much of the game gets done in get, those 11 months. Not necessarily gets done, but like. There's a lot going on. Like, I, I don't know. I was shocked at how much. I thought these things were pretty much, like, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, for, it felt like I shouldn't have been shocked knowing what I know about the industry I'm in and computer graphics and that. But I was still like, you haven't done this and you have eight months and you're <laughs> Disney. Like, I was just like, holy cow. But I was also very good to watch because it was like, they were saying they it starts off and it's it's a lot from Jennifer oh what is it Jennifer Lee is the the director I have it written down Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck I believe it's two yeah it's, yes mm-hmm. uh, but it mostly follows like Chris Buck's there a lot but I think it follows Jennifer Lee partly because I think they're kind of highlighting the fact that not only is she at this point the um, director and the writer. Um, and Chris Buck is the director and he's also, I think the writer, but he's, he's comes from an animation background. She comes from a writing background. Okay. So there's a joke where they go, she goes, when I talk about, she's like, this is my Elsa. And she holds up just like a page with words and she holds yeah. up his and it's sketches of Elsa. And she's like, he really helps me with this stuff, but it's her because she is also, and she might be taking over about to take over Lasseter's position. She is the c- chief creative officer of Disney. That's animation. really cool. I like that. It's a woman. That's yes, fun. there's a lot of like pro women stuff in this that I thought was very interesting, but it's it's because it's a lot of them talking about like she's a real. There's a it's it's a lot of the what I liked about it was just what's your opinion on this? It wasn't just hey, how do you draw Dumbo? Why don't I draw this? Like yeah. it's like how are you feeling about this? How are you are you worried? And they're like, oh yeah, we're really worried. We're really coming in late. Like and I'm yeah. like, you should be. Like I don't know why I was panicking more <laughs> than the people. But there's a producer and I forgot his name. But there's this so they they keep doing test screenings with the story trust and the story trust is all the other writers directors uh in the thing they're showing with them giving feedback ron clements is on Mm. there and i think i don't know musker i think has left they might both be retired and is doing his own thing but clements may still be around they were doing a lot of the story trust thing when they weren't doing moana do you think um those two, because they've done Moana and Little Mermaid and all these like very big, iconic Disney movies. Do you think they're kind of like the nine old men? I, I've said that before. I think they're because they pretty much like because the nine old so men were like with the Snow White were like the original like animators, and so I'm yes. I'm curious if they're kind of now in this like elder role I, as like all these new movies come out, people like go to them for advice and yes, things like that. I would say they are probably two of the most important people in Disney animation, short of the nine old men. Yeah, um, but. It's all of them kind of giving feedback. And it was funny before they did the premiere, there was this producer who every time they show him, I want to go like relax your shoulders because he just like <laughs> his, he looks like this. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just how he walks or the fact that he's as he's a producer stressed. doing the same thing I'm doing watching it. Yeah. But he does go up to the director and the writers and he goes, remember, we're going to come out of this and it's going to be terrible. And we're going to have all this stuff that we think we need to fix. In two days, we're going to go, okay, well, let's do this, this, and this, and it's we're going to realize it's not that bad, yeah. which is like, was, 
I, 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 you know, I didn't dig into my soul, but I was, it was the most relatable thing to me as a creative of like coming out of a thing with other creatives giving feedback and everyone was giving it in a very, it wasn't like, this is garbage. It was, you know, very yeah. Disney of like, I didn't understand this and this was very confusing. And did you mean this? And what I thought was this, mm-hmm. but it is like, if it was my baby, they were talking about, I'd be like, what do you know? Ron Clements, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> him just sitting there and going it, the next two days are going to be awful. Once we sit and think about it through the weekend, Monday we'll be ready to do it, and by th- we'll be we'll realize it's not as bad as we thought it was today. Yeah, and that was just such a realistic look at feedback. They also do this whole thing where they follow. So they talk about, and I for- forgot to write down his name. And I'm very sorry, but the man who is the supervising animator of Elsa. And we all know, we, we, we've done this in other things and talked about how that works. Usually each character has a supervising animator, but there's other animators who get chances who to do on, scenes with yeah. them. What they said in this is, it's like, oh, Elsa has 70 animators that aren't that supervising oh, them. Isn't that a goodness. lot? I don't that's, know if that's yeah. always been the situation or if it was like... Yeah, animator friends, tell us yeah, yeah, I was when like you listen 70. to this episode. <laughs> and then, so they follow one... That sounds like a lot. Right? Like, yeah. But they follow this yeah. one girl... And she's doing, I'm so sorry. They follow this one woman and they're, <laughs> and they're, I mean, she's younger than me. Anyone younger than me is a girl or a boy or a kid. Like that's just yeah. how I think about that. And as I get older, <laughs> guess what? You're all turning into kids. So I, <laughs> they, they follow her and she, and it's also like, I kind of relate to her because she's, she's just, it's just like animator and she's not like the lead. So it's like, yeah. I, you know, anyway, we're dealing with my insecurities as well. But anyway, so she has the scene where during into the unknown, her scene that she's like, Oh yeah, I've been working on this for, you know, like we keep doing stuff and figuring things out as animators and doing tests and stuff. And then you get like your one or two scenes mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. So her scene is, Elsa is following the voice and in, into the unknown. And granted, she got a great scene. It's her running up the hill. The end of the hill turns into ice. She mm-hmm. kind of goes to the top of it and goes like, into the unknown. Yeah. And she does that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, and it was just, that's it. And so two things from that was one, her, her going, you know, you're watching this and I'm in the theater and my poor boyfriend is like, I came here for these two seconds. <laughs> And she goes, is right before it gets there, she's like slapping his knee, being like, this is it. This, oh, you missed it, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. She's joking so about it. She's like, it's funny yeah. with that. But then it's her, and she, and I got to see that scene like nine times. Mm-hmm. And the first one, she kind of does a step and then just runs up the hill, and they're like, well, what if she like slides up the hill? And then you see the like supervising animator protecting his animator because it's, she goes in and it's apparently there's all these other animators there, and they're in the back, and they're like, okay. I forgot Present her name. your scene or Present whatever. Present your scene. And she goes up there and sits and she gets feedback from Jennifer and Chris, the directors. But then the supervising animator is sitting there and like they go, wouldn't it be cool if she like slid up the hill and the animator's like, well, like just so you know, like no one slide, no one skids uphill. Yeah, that's like not that's how not it realistic. Works. Like that's yeah. gonna, that's going to be hard to do. And it cuts back to Chris Bucky goes, I have all the faith in the world to you, which I am remembering every time a like, lead said that to me where it's like I think you should do this it's like well that's gonna be really hard you can do it it's like all right like thanks for the (laughs) you know you're like I understand that you're trying to be whatever and she ends up doing it and she does she does this slide they do a big thing where they're like well we think it should be like a skater and they do all this and it works but I did like seeing like this scene of 
he's being positive, but he's pushing his team. The her direct report is protecting her. Yeah, like trying to make sure everybody at the end claps for her in this really polite way because mm-hmm. a they probably know they're on camera, but also like <laughs> there's there's the whole like it's your turn. You know she does this, and then she's redoing the scene, and they bring in Adina Menzel who's just there for a tour yeah and i will say adina menzel like oh they brought her in because she goes oh yeah i'm here to do voices for a doll like hi i'm elsa touch my stomach like oh yeah you know like she's like that's why i'm here and they brought her in to see the scene and she's just like you know it's cool it's i think it's more cool for the animator because she's like oh let me see the scene and then adina medell sees like two seconds and she's like isn't that great and i'm sure adina medell's like if that's okay like she's kind of like oh great thanks but the animator's like oh my god i can't believe it was her and she's great yeah, and i've listened yeah. to her voice all these times uh, this one scene and blah, blah, yeah blah. it was just it was just such a cool i i think like it's a inside cool, the process I, I i'm interested to watch more but i'm wondering if that's interesting for people who aren't necessarily in the creative arts i'll tell you two more scenes that i thought were really good with it and then we'll get on with the rest of this real quick yeah i don't have too much more anyway so one is they do the record the the orchestral recording of into the unknown oh three they also <laughs> show the 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 writer duo who's the same ones it's it's it's, it's oh what are their names i gotta hear hold on uh Kristen anderson lopez and her husband robin lopez who did the songs and lyrics to the first one mm-hmm. and they are just it's pre-pandemic but they're set up in like how our house is it's like imagine no one's gonna get this but but you tara yeah You're just standing next to there and he's just, but i've got a keyboard there and they're playing it and she's just got a microphone and she's like i'm thinking we should do this different and she just goes up and sings like a slightly different version but they weren't they i'm trying to remember from the first episode but didn't they write um the one that yeah, they've won. They're Oscar winners. They wrote no the the song. What's the name of the song in the first one that let, let it, it go. go? Didn't they write that on a walk in Central Park or something? They came up with it or something. Yeah, yeah they yeah, like yeah. they're a really interesting creative duo because not only do they come up with stuff quick, but they come up with like really like huge songs. It looks like they transferred essentially like him sitting at a piano and her like leaning up against the piano singing at dinner parties yeah. and just shifted it to like a workstation. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. It, it, it's, I think, I think it's cool. Like I never really thought about it. Like the way, like I've always thought about the Howard Ashman lyricist, which I never think about Howard Ashman standing up and singing, but he had to have. Yeah. And then, but hers is just like, okay, you play the piano and like, she's got a piano player and she's just mm-hmm. a singer anyway. So that was interesting. Two was them recording then the orchestral version of it. And it's, keep showing them listening to it and it's jennifer lee chris buck this the san the the is it sanchez anderson sanchez and sanchez lopez oh excuse me um the lopez is watching it and then adina menzel like kind of sitting there mouthing the words Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to like jennifer lee and she's crying and adina menzel just kind of like scratches the back of her head like they're all you could tell they're all very emotional like oh my god this is the first time we've heard and it's not just like Casio keyboard, like, you know, whatever he's playing. That scene's really cool from a creative standpoint. And there's another one where the, the Elsa's lead animator, there's a hall in Disney. And they're like, I don't think we ever show anyone this hall. And it's like the most, it's fan mail from people who, you know, write stuff to Disney to be like, this was really important to me, blah, blah, blah. And then they draw a picture and they put it up there. And it's, he's like, I'm here late at night and I, walk the halls and i see this and one of them was about a a, a a young woman who was thinking of ending her life because she was in a very bad place mm-hmm. and she saw frozen and let it go and it like mm-hmm. changed she's she, she's like i immediately connected to elsa 
you know, like I, I was, it was, she was in high school. High school was not going well for her. And then it was like, things will be better. Like I need to be myself. I need to do this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this movie saved my life. Mm. And it was this whole thing about, he's like, whenever I'm really, you know, nervous about, I can't get Elsa and everyone else keeps talking about him. They're like, Oh, no one knows Elsa better than this, than this guy. Yeah. He's like, I have moments of doubt and I go and I walk this hall and I read this letter and he's like, I've got parts of it memorized, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was just such a cool way. Like, you know, like I work in a new studio, like the thought of like, if someone, if we had had that at Bethesda or someplace where it's like, yeah. this is how much this means to me. I think that that's a good thing to have in creative arts is like, especially when you're frustrated and you're, you're crunching and you're like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're putting all these hours in and it's like, it, it kind of brings you back to why you're doing what you're doing, I, I guess in some way, shape or form. I will say immediately after they tell her to go back and do and change the stuff, it cuts to like, cause they keep showing the outside of the Disney studio and saying like, 10 months and this much till premiere, which yeah. makes me insane. But they did it and it was dark and I immediately went, well, she's crunching and I don't think that's right. And blah, blah, blah. And got into this real like, you shouldn't be there late at night. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I love working late. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, this is, this is not like, I understand you need to be doing some of that stuff. Some of that happens and it's hard with a passionate career, but take care of yourself. Creatives. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's my review like of you the, had, the making of Frozen. You had a too. lot of meaningful points there, and uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, tooting and farting. Here, I've got two. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I've got two facts about this. Oh, is this the turtle and thing? The turtle thing and something else, okay. but I thought you'd appreciate it. So here we go. Oh yeah. Uh, animators played pranks on Kristen Bell, and they added flatulent sound effects. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Like they would show her something back I and then guess, they would fart. Yeah, that's what I did. They didn't go into detail, so I don't know the specifics. Kristen Bell seems but, like the one who would find that the funniest. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. And Olaf has all these facts uh, throughout the movie that because he's like learning and he can read now and he's like absorbing knowledge. Which and, is funny because the, the most poignant one is water has memory, which is, inher- is false. Yeah. Water doesn't have memory. What does that mean? Like there's actual like real facts to give you like water has memory. Did you know that? It's like, what, what do you mean? What does that mean? Nothing. So the Olaf's fact is turtles breathe out of their butts and it is apparently <laughs> a real phenomenon known as, here we go again, C-L-O-A-C-A-L. I don't know. I don't know. But it's that respiration, and it occurs with several species of turtles, including painted box turtles, eastern snapping turtles, and Fitzroy River turtles. So there you have it. Uh, what why like why is that i didn't get the why i just got that it does that so or that they do that (laughs) so you'll have to you'll have to do a deep dive yourself uh i did read that uh wombats do poop squares i know that yes because you've actually been in australia well i love wombats they do it they do it so they can that was another fact that they do it because they stack easier and then those little piles become like markers for their territory Hmm. oh my gosh Mm -hmm. Uh, some firsts with uh, Elsa as a princess or a queen. She's the only princess or queen to have her own nationally issued and used currency. Apparently, Kristoff oh. uses coins at some point to pay for something. It must be in the beginning when they're like through the kingdom doing stuff. It must be in that song. But it's her silhouette 
on a oh, coin. Oh, he buys like a oh. tie or something. Yeah, so it's her silhouette on a coin, and she's also the first queen to wear long pants. I don't know that I'd call them long pants. They're leggings, but still. She's like the yeah. first queen that has like leggings versus like always a dress, and there's kind of like a That's sweepy dress over it. They said queen, not princess. Queen, okay. Yeah. I was like, they all wore leggings and Ralph. Yeah, so I think <laughs> that's why they. Go I think that's why pants. they said queen okay. on that one. Uh, the official teaser trailer when it came out, which was February of 2019, it was the most viewed animated movie trailer of all time. I don't know if that's been surpassed by anything, but it was viewed 116 million. We'll just estimate it at that in the first 24 hours. Wow. So, yeah. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, and that's that, probably like um, just children just watching, watching it over and over again. A hundred thousand yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a good kids. point. Yeah. Just, just a parent being like, they're like, again. Okay. Yeah. That's right, a good. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder how many of those views are the same viewer. Yeah, unique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the only other thing I have here is the purple fire spirit, the little salamander guy. Bruni, I believe his name is. Oh, like, okay. The thing. Oh. Uh, he is a reworking of Pascal from uh, Tangled. I could see oh. him having a lot of the same skeleton. Yeah. 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 So the like the 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 skeleton part of him yeah i think is my, a rework my favorite i love that he licks his eyeball yeah that's a really funny trait and i love whenever he jumps off he looks like he's like committing to a para trooper mission mm-hmm. so he's like bah! like all four legs yeah. just out just bah! He is like, funny. i kind of wish he was in it more like he was a bigger part he kind of disappears yeah he kind of like yeah. pops in and out but that's really all i have I got a couple things real quick. So the the horse is called a knock, which is based off of just her horse, like the water ice horse. Yes, yeah. is is like Scandinavian Germanic uh, folklore. A knock or a nixie is a water spirit. Oh, okay. Or like their version of a mermaid. There's all these different versions of it. Uh, a kelpie is a is is like a horse spirit in in Ireland. There's a whole bunch of like horse. I couldn't really look into it, but there's like. Like Poseidon is the god of horses in the ocean, which is like a weird, oh, I, I don't understand why okay. like ho- horses go along with water a lot. And then the salamander, did you know that like, so like salamanders were considered like fire breathing dragons in a lot of culture. Like there's like a lot, like this is a salamander monster in D&D. I believe you can fight a salamander. Oh, which is I, this. I did not know that. And I was like, I was trying to figure out why. And they said something in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, like a folklore thing I was watching on Disney plus where they said, well, sometimes when they would throw down a log onto the fire, salamanders would run out. And I'm like, that sounds like BS. That sounds like <laughs> BS to me. Um, but I am like curious to find out more about that because I've always wondered why like salamanders are thought to be fire spirits. And I don't think of that when I think of salamanders. I yeah. think of like water and stuff. But it's an interesting thing I kind of want to dig into a little more. I couldn't find it, but I, I, hmm. will, I will strive to find more about folklore there. Uh, which one was y'all's favorite spirit between Gale and Bruni and the Knock and the Earth Ooh, Giants? That's a good one. See, it's hard for me because I loved the design of the Earth Giants. I love the personality of the Fire Spirit, and I like the playfulness of Gale. So I'm not going to pick. I like him. Okay, Tara doesn't like to pick. <laughs> you should, <laughs> listeners. You should try and figure out where we're going to eat uh, in this house. Gretchen, did you uh, Gretchen, have one? Do you have a favorite? I like Gale. 
I like Gail because Gail is around with Olaf a lot, and I just I'm a sucker for Olaf. I love Olaf, and yeah, yeah Gail was super playful. I made the comment that Gail and Olaf should have gotten together. <laughs> like they should have been dating by the end. I think they sh- I think Gail should have been Olaf's love interest. Yeah, she saved his life. She did save his life. Anyway, who's your favorite? I think I, so I'm with you where I like everybody. If I had to pick one because I make choices in this house. All right, I'll make a choice after you. I would say the Earth Spirits because I just love their design that they look like like big chunks of rock. They also look like there used to be this cartoon in like the 60s, but they replayed it when I was growing up called the Herculoids, which was this weird like barbarian with aliens. There was like a triceratops monster with like eight legs that shot rocks out of its horn and there were these big goopy things it was these like this family of like barbarians but one of them looked like a th- like a big rock gorilla and these guys looked like them and i can't remember mm. the name because the names were like ooklock and burl and like just like yeah. real i can't remember any of their names but there's like two listeners who are excited that i brought up the herculoids <laughs> um, uh i like that i'll go with the fire i'll go with bruni the, yeah i'll go with bruni Okay, we are going to watch... Well, we're not going to watch the movie. You're going to watch the movie. Yes. We already watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm bragging about this. Yes, we've already we're watched, watched it. it. Like a <laughs> humble brag for no reason. But it is time for you, the listeners, to take the VHS... Nope. It, yes. Yes, you had it. You had it. Is it. Time for, it is time for you, the listeners, to take the VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. See you on the other side, listeners. Oh, oh my god, that was great! No, I'm just <laughs> well, I do want to get. Let's get some opening thoughts. I think we kind of mentioned it in the first half, but for me, I and Ryan and I talked about it a little bit. We wanted to save it for this and not like go into it a lot, but it did just seem like it was a lot of following the same beats of the first one. Like the, the songs, songs were definitely. similar. It's like, oh, this is the song. Like the song where she meets Hans. No, it's it sounded the, the, in the first time in forever. No, yes, yes. the one where she meets Hans is uh, um, love, is an, uh, open love door. is an open door, which yeah. wasn't super copied on this one, but but the, in the first time in forever feels like. And then this is the other the thing: the villain when they're going around the kingdom. There's a lot uh, of some things never change, right? And I don't remember any of the names of these songs. I wrote short them all of down, Into the Unknown, but, maybe. Yeah. Gretchen, real quick, what was your like big takeaway from this whole thing? And don't feel the need to follow us. Like if you're like, I loved it or it was awful. Like don't you don't have to follow. Like it was fine. I feel like sometimes we uh, you some we sometimes like I don't want I want to bring in energy to this, but you don't have to match that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I uh, well, I told you I I was most mostly drawn to the eighties love ballad, mm-hmm. um, but I think overall. Um, when Chris and I were watching it together, we were like, "Yeah, it's very, it's very much like similar to to the first to the first Frozen." I did like like the little hints of wokeness throughout yeah. Frozen too that they were like really trying to like point, but there was a lot going on though, like a lot. Like it's like let's do little hints of wokeness in eighteen different places, you know, with a yeah. whole bunch of different stuff, but um. Yeah, I 
I enjoy Frozen too, but I don't know if if the '80s love ballad thing had not happened, I don't know if I would have left being like, "Yes, this is so cool." Like, I I left the theater and was like, "Yeah, I really like that." But yeah. I think it was the reindeers, you know, hanging back up. Who can't? <laughs> That's all Jonathan Goff. That was all him. Like, like he's just sampled multiple, multiple times. So it's all Kristoff doing. I think. I think I yeah, have the number. Which is cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either until Ryan shared oh, that when we were all. watching it. It was something in the teens. I thought you said 17. That, sound, that sounded right, but I wrote all. Oh, okay. Some, see, you know how sometimes you don't pronounce things and you're really worried about the pronunciation? The yes. secret is confidence. I don't know what number, but I just said 17 <laughs> with confidence, and you were like, you said 17. I like I like to uh, hold myself to a higher standard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um... <laughs> I I okay. I mean, we can go into the plot. Yeah, I just kind of want to. Well, I want to address something you said about the the little hints of wokeness here. It's interesting to me because I do think this movie is kind of on the precipice and trying to figure out. Like, I still think Disney in general is trying to figure out story versus wokeness and things like that. Um, we, of course, in this podcast and in general don't look at the term woke as a bad word but i am going to say something that's going to sound bad hear me out okay i feel like sometimes there were decisions made that painted them into corners as (laughs) you know someone who personally i can relate to this as someone who experienced a lot of white liberal guilt for example Captain matthias who i really liked as a character matthias yeah i don't know i really liked as a character like this movie, so I think we do have a villain to rank. I think it's the grandfather, but mm. like it's so weak. There's no if he makes it out of the bottom five, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah, that's me calling the shot. Sorry, but like I think they do a thing where it's like, okay, we have a new character. It's this guy. Uh, let's make him black. Okay, great. Uh, representation is very important in these things. But then I imagine them like the story felt like at one point he was going to like be like, well, I have to try and stop you at least a little bit from doing this damn because I don't understand anything. And then it's like, oh, I understand and believe you complicitly woman. I just, you know, and I think there's something there, but it's I I feel like it's like, well, we're going to make all these characters, all these different ethnic groups. And then it's like, well, we can't make any of them the bad guy. Because mm. <laughs> now we've, uh. you know, because since they're now representing as the only, you know, black man, black person in this, well, we can't make this guy a bad guy because yeah. then, like, he is representing, like, I don't want to call it tokenism. It's like weird reverse tokenism. I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. Again, they're at a point where they're still trying to figure things out, but there are stuff where it is like, I can imagine the thing being like, well, we'll make this guy, you know, he'll represent these, this group of people. Well, now we have to be careful how we deal with them because we don't want to Because we're representing, yeah, yeah, as opposed a to group of people. if it's now like, well, we just do all these people and then it's like, not everybody has to, you know, someone can just be their character and not worry about representing the, the Disney thoughts on a race or a culture. Mm. Um, and, maybe that's not it maybe they just didn't want to do a like i think there's also a little bit of weird wokeness of like what if we don't have a bad guy and you know me i, I miss big villains yeah um and i think we're doing a better job of having more and more interesting villains in disney movies and figuring out a way to make that 
modern but also interesting and but kind of keep the formula from like little mermaid aladdin not, and stuff like that not yeah. othering another group yeah you know that sort of thing and i i i think we're getting better and better at but this is kind of at the the, the stance where i am like oh, okay well there's no bad guys in this because everybody has to be happy at the end of the day we have to have like a good it's like in the mario movie we were talking about how i'm glad they didn't make bowser like relatable he was bad mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing yeah. now i know that's an indictment on the 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 giant turtle community <laughs> but <laughs> i no but like that's to me is like i'm glad they it feels like this is the time where it's like if we have a villain we have to make him relatable no one can be a villain everyone's got you know and it's like i, I i'm here to watch re- you know there's a wrestling element to it of like mm. i want to heal give me a heal. yeah you want a, a storyline like and that. That's my only comment on that. But I do agree with you that I'm glad they didn't go, well, it's Norway, so everyone has to be white. Well, no, it's actually a made-up land, so why not? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or let's let's do this and let's, you know. Uh, yeah. So I do appreciate the wokeness. It does remind me, I was saying this, of the Saturday Night Live skit they did for this, where it's Kate McKinnon as Elsa comes in and is like, Olaf, Kristoff, Anna, I'm gay. Like, she just keeps, like, quietly saying, like, I'm gay, but then, like, there's no love interest for Elsa, which is fine. That wasn't the story they wanted to write. And Jennifer Lee, reading her comments, it's clear that she's like, yes, Elsa's gay. It's great. You know, but she it feels like she can't say it at this point. Yeah. Like Disney's like, you can't say Elsa's gay. But she's like, I'm so glad this character has touched so many people in important ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, mm-hmm. we will strive to tell her, her authentic story mm. in the future. Yeah. And it's clear Disney PR is like, put her in a room and be like, here's what you have to say. It's like, yeah, which is whatever. Yeah. But, um, I don't know that I have a good concluding conclusion to my thesis, okay. but there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Uh, well, I guess we'll just dive into the plot here, but it opens with a flashback of the kids playing in the snow. We kind of talked about that with some of the facts, playing with little snow figurines, and uh, they learn about the enchanted forest as their dad's tucking them in. Their parents now played by, voiceless in the first one, but now played by uh, Alfred Molina. Uh, who you know is Dr. Octopus, and Evan mm. Rachel Wood, who starred in, um, known for a bunch of stuff, but I remember from West Westworld, the the, the main oh, character, yeah. mm-hmm. robot, spoiler, I guess it's not a spoiler, she's a robot. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, he tells them the story of the North Walden? Northundra. Northundra, I'll never get it right. North Walden. <laughs> I no, that's like, that's in, in England. <laughs> from North Walden. Northundra. <laughs> Uh, so the dad and the mom kind of too, but the mom is a little quiet and we find out later why. And Ryan and I were super curious. Do you think the dad knew that the moms who saved him? I feel like he did because in that one flashback, like he sees her before he's like, he passes out or whatever. He passes out yeah. Yeah, before he's unconscious. But like when they're telling the story to the kids, they leave that part out. And I feel like that's a really important part of the yeah, story. I don't understand why. I they don't didn't understand. Tell him. Yeah. If, if he didn't know and she had kept it as a secret because there's a part she goes, I have to tell you something in the like, again, memory water scene, but they were adults <laughs> And I was like, where does this take place? Is this before? In the timeline. Like, what's the yeah. timeline? Because there's a thing they've said where it's like, I think in, in, in Jennifer Lee's mind, the scene that's taking place is the the night before, the night of uh, Anna getting ice blasted in the head. Mm. And like, where is this in the timeline? Like, why why did she keep it from him? It's It's just something that's like... 
it feels like it was mysterious from the characters for the sake of the audience. Yeah, I also have a question too mm-hmm. because I'm just like putting this together now and maybe there's nothing here. But Elsa is the fifth spirit, right? Yes, they say she yeah. says that. Yeah. But who? What is the voice that's calling her? Is that a spirit or no? That's just like because it's, it's the also land. the voice that calls the dad. Oh, is it? Yeah, the dad says someone in the. I heard a voice calling me in the mist. So uh, I'm like, huh. I don't understand how that connects. If that is part of the fifth spirit or it's not. I think it's just nature, maybe. Yeah. I will say they yeah. discuss in the movie, they're like, what is the, the voice? And they're kind of like trying to figure it out. Yeah. So By the way, the vo- the, the the pop star is Aurora. Is, yes, is I had that somewhere and then nice didn't say because, it. Because uh, that is, you know, a Disney princess name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so they're telling this story. They leave some big details out, but... Basically, the dad's like, I don't know what happened. We were all getting along, and then all of a sudden, they started attacking us. And we find out later that the grandfather was all a big trap. And so the grandfather's the one who really started this war. I mean, I feel like we just asked everyone to watch the movie, so it doesn't matter if it's spoilers. Yeah, I guess I should have said that. But right now, it's just there's a war happens, something happens, Yeah. yeah. And so the forest is covered to hide the magic in this mist and all this stuff. And then we go into the first of many songs. And that's the other thing. It follows the same formula as the first one. It's very front loaded with songs. Yeah. I felt like by the time we got to Into the Unknown, it's the third song. I was like, wow, they're really like one after another with these songs. But the first one is All is Found. And it's the um, kind of the lullaby that the mom sings. And it comes back a little bit later. And it kind of tells the story of the magical river and all this stuff. And then we get the opening credits for frozen and then we're in present day and elsa hears the voice call her and anna and olaf are hanging out and then we get the second song which is some things never change and it's kind of seeing the kingdom like the day-to-day of the kingdom and all of that and this is where we see that Kristoff wants to propose and i do feel bad for him he tries i think the fourth time is the charm for him (laughs) he tries multiple times to propose and it's just not happening for him I do not like how Anna treats Kristoff during this whole thing. I think she could, if she would rely on him more. You think she takes, uh, she takes him for granted? Yes, I think she forgets he's there. I think she takes him for granted. I think he's kind of sidelined in a lot of ways. And then the movie uh, invalidates my feelings by him going, that's okay, my love isn't fragile. And I was like, F you. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you take me on this emotional journey and then go, your emotions are stupid, Ryan. <laughs> I was no. like, how dare you? Uh, so Ryan was personally offended by that. Oh, yeah, I'm not uh, kidding. <laughs> uh, and so, so that's the second song. And then it cuts to them playing charades. I do think it's kind of fun that we get to see like this mm-hmm. is what they do when they hang out. And yeah. Elsa, El- yeah, and Elsa's still hearing the call. And it is funny when Anna Anna is trying to guess it and she's distract like distract it. it. Upset. <laughs> Cuz she is all of those things in that moment. Uh, but then the sisters, they're talking and she's not telling her that she's hearing this voice and uh, Anna sings All Is Found to get her to go to sleep and they sing together. They fall asleep and then uh, Elsa's woken up by the voice again and she can't ignore it. And then it's into the unknown. Like literally, it's just song after song here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which this song is also 
mathematically created to get an emotional response out of me. Not as much as let it go, but yeah, I was let it go. Like, I actually tear up every single time I hear it and mm-hmm. watch it. This one, yes, I don't think it has quite the it's power, a more but it's there to me. I yeah, don't know. I like it. Uh, but she's trying to stay away. She's questioning everything. Like she, this is her wondering: is this where she's meant to be? So again, she's you know she's questioning her power. She's questioning this voice. She feels like she doesn't belong in the kingdom. She belongs somewhere else. And then I thought this was a cool visual scene when all the ice of all the spirits is like stopped in the air. Oh, like yeah, all, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the diamond. I thought that was cool. And then Although it all... I wanted a shot when she's running back. I, I want one character who's a background character in frozen three, who is just over Elsa. Like <laughs> when she sings yeah. at 3 a.m. Like yeah. I want to see them with like yeah. a push broom with all the ice crystals being like, <laughs> like everyone seems to be like, Oh no, something's wrong with Elsa where I want one person who's just like, Look, I don't think she's a monster anymore, but God, is she a pain in the butt? Like this yeah. whole like thing, like uh, just yeah. the the person who has to deal with cleaning up the ice or like, oh, we got to <laughs> move again because someone had an emotional journey. Like, figure <laughs> your stuff out. Go to therapy, you know. Uh, but yeah, basically that's what happens next. Is everything goes crazy uh, when all the ice kind of shatters to the ground and the kingdom has to evacuate to the cliffs. Yeah, like the 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 wind stops the the. Light the, yeah, the, the fires fire goes go out, out. The earth, you know, it's yeah, everything kind of goes nuts. All the elements. Yeah. All the, so then Elsa realizes she woke the magical spirits of the enchanted forest and she believes that the voice is good and not bad. She like has this inner feeling. And as she's talking to Anna about all this, Anna's just realizing that Elsa could hear this voice and all this stuff. Then the trolls show up and they just show up very quickly uh, <laughs> to talk about, you know, the angry magical spirits and like what that could mean and they are like yeah we'll take care of the kingdom while you go on this journey basically Mm -hmm. uh and when the troll the like head troll elder like looks does he what is it exactly is it just like he can see the future or look through (laughs) the past it's he's got indeterminable magic powers yes so he says the past is not what it seems and the truth must be found this is the scene that's like i've clearly woken up the natural elements of the enchanted forest we learned about a few moments ago i must go to the enchanted yeah oh thank you trolls you'll take care of this 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 is again like wreck it ralph 2 where it's like then this happens then this happens yeah and then like it does feel like just a list of like plot point type this, stuff this yeah. feels like i gotta leave I hope the game doesn't get messed up and Wreck-It Ralph's like, I'll take care of it. Like, yeah. like, I'm a queen, but I have to go on this journey and the troll's like, I'll take care of it. Again, Mumbly McGee would be like, we got a freaking rock monster who's going to tell us how to run <laughs> the kingdom now while you're gone. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. you have a, a, a litany of servants and like, people who like no actual like politics of our kingdom some guy comes rolling down the hill and you're like you're in charge now this is bs like i want this character so uh the troll does warn anna that elsa's powers might not be enough like at first they were worried about are they too much now they might not be enough to to do what needs to be done basically so it's very ominous so they travel this long journey it's a bit of a montage of them traveling and again uh, I wrote Sven is trying to propose, but it's Kristoff who's trying to I get propose. their names mixed up it, the whole time. Uh, last time in my yeah. notes, I have Sven as the second time. It's, it's so this is the or this is the first time he's trying to propose. I guess it's going totally wrong. 
uh, Elsa hears this voice again and they find the mist. So, and I, I like Olaf, like, playing with the mist a little bit like running and like oh yeah yeah, 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 like bouncing into it and stuff like that was kind of fun uh but they see the four pillars uh, in the mist the four different elements represent it i just think in the first one like anna was funny some of the Kristoff stuff was funny and like no one's funny but olaf in this one like everyone's all concerned. Like Kristoff's yeah. concerned he can't. I guess propose. everyone, yeah. And the whole like every time Kristoff tries to propose, Anna's like takes it the wrong way. I'm like, shut Panic. up and listen. Like, you guys are off to a bad start with you have bad but communication. You, here's the thing though. I do feel for Anna because I feel like she's constantly like, when is the other shoe gonna drop with Elsa? Right? I feel like she's always in a panic in this one because she doesn't she thinks Elsa's reckless. Like, Elsa doesn't think she just goes. Well, okay, but she's doing the same thing her parents did in a, in a slight way of, like, just don't, come on, like... Don't use don't, your powers. Don't, not, I may not use your, your powers, but, like, be careful, be careful. She's a helicopter sister. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then on top of that, I, I would understand if they pointed out a little bit more, like, why she was so worried about Kristoff as it was like, hey, the last guy I fell in love with, like, wanted to murder me out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, like, that's if, true. If she does, she does it, come with baggage a little bit. That, yeah, yeah, like, if they, dealt with, if they said that a little bit more, but instead she was just, like, wouldn't listen, and it's like... Just listen for a sec. And also, Kristoff yeah. was, I don't know. I just, I didn't find that. I think that was supposed to be funny. I didn't find it funny. Oh, the yeah, the proposal thing. I didn't things. find it funny. I don't know why I'm so, like, grumpy Very about Kristoff in this movie. It was just bad timing, too. Like, you know, everything just goes awry. We have to flee to the mountains. I know this was your plan, Kristoff, but maybe this yeah. isn't the best time. Leave the ring yeah, at home. Right? Like, yeah, yeah like, like, wait till... Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, like... Right. Read the room. Oh basically. my god! We just threw, <laughs> went through magical mist and we can't return. Hey, P.S. Let's talk about the future. Um, yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. So it is. Yeah, it is an interesting. Take it easy, bro. Now, I think if they like, I don't know. Just a lot of a lot of the stuff with Kristoff and Anna felt artificial, and I think there's a better version of a movie where it's just Elsa and Olaf almost. Like, give Elsa more, like, to talk about. Like, give her, like, like dive. Like, I think that this movie might have been better if, if we'd had, like, like, we just have kind of, like, leftover characters we have to deal with. Now, later, I think Anna gets kind of a, like, I have to save this. But I think it's because they've literally, like, frozen Elsa and been, like, put her on the sidelines. Well, and, and Anna's completely alone there, yeah. too. But, but, yeah. I don't know. I've got... You know, yeah, we all have thoughts, grumble, it seems. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> but this is where they see that the dam still stands. And if the dam and that was like the whole reason how they got the the peep, the north, north thunders, north thunders out. We find out that the grandfather, I'll spoil it now. But the trick was the trap was we'll build this dam so we can see how many. Um, how large their tribe is so we can know. And so then they will they'll have to rely. for this dam. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll have to rely on us. King Runard. Yes. And so they're seeing that the dam still stands. And right now they're looking at it as the dam was like a peace offering. And if the dam breaks, a huge tidal wave will um, wreck the kingdom. So that's what they're looking at right now, not knowing all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But then here we go. He tries to propose a third time. So this is the third time he tries to propose. It doesn't work. And then Olaf gets lost in the forest. And then this is Olaf's song, When I Am Older. Which 
I like the idea of him being like scared of things and then like trusting himself like things yeah him being like i don't understand this that's why it's scary like it's funny but the whole like when i'm him being like the whole like when i'm older i'm gonna understand things felt weirdly artificial or like that that was a thread they picked up and never did anything with i felt like they need they they felt like they needed to give olaf a song because his song in the first one's so good yeah and i just feel like this one just didn't get there i don't know you love olaf yeah. what did you think about this one yeah no i i did not love olaf's song yeah i no. i think the first the one i think exactly what you said like in the first the first frozen that song was so good that they're like well we have to give olaf a song but I, this one didn't do it for me i think if you didn't have this song it'd be fine like i don't think you lose anything from not having no. this song in there uh, and then they all get caught in like this tornado wind and Elsa's still in it when they all come out of it. She uses her powers to kind of stop it. And this is where we start to see she's got to calm like each spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where well, we start to, to see them that in battle. She has to she has to wrestle into the ground. It's it's a it's a gauntlet match. There you go. Uh, but we did say we liked how the wind was animated. Gail, who we know as Gail, yeah. like very like I like the personality of Gail as well. Very playful, but also how it's animated and how well, the wind interacts with each character a little differently. It's it's like she's not animated. The stuff around her is animated, which I guess is like that's an interesting yeah. way to think about mm-hmm. it. When she like goes into Kristoff's shirt and blows up. And yeah, like that. yeah. I guess fun. that's how. Yeah, yeah, I should have said it. But uh, you, you did fine. <laughs> Uh, but I'm building on the fa- the great conversational foundation you've done. You're, oh, in a, boy, you're an integral you. part to this podcast. Boy, I'm you. not correcting you. Uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking at these ice sculptures and sees who say this is when the water has memory, and they they look at the they look at the sculptures and they realize who that there's this. They don't recognize their mother at first. They don't know it's her at first. And then the scarf comes out later and then they connect it. The Northunder are like, that's a Northunder scarf. You know, a brightly colored scarf amongst our brown clothes. Like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then that's when they realize that their mother was Northundra. So that mm-hmm. all like comes together. Uh, and they, they come across both groups who are trapped. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself with the scarf. Do you know what Northunder people wear under their clothes? What? North Underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. I just made Uh, it up. Anyway. I did enjoy Olaf reenact reenacting the first movie. It's always there some a good funny, bit. There's some funny bits in there. The C-3PO from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's also good at how invested the lieutenant is. Well, He's like, oh was, no, Elsa. There was so the thing I saw that was talking about all the different spirits and going into their folkloric background. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept cutting to Sterling K. Brown, who's the the actor who doesn't. I love Sterling K. Brown. It's hard for me to establish what he's in because he doesn't have like a role that I can point to because he's he's in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He's Killmonger's father when they're younger, when he's mm-hmm. younger. He's in like Brooklyn Nine-Nine in a really good episode. He's This Is Us, I think is his big kind of role. He's in that, but you haven't seen that. Anyway, he was in Supernatural, but it's going to take me a while to like establish who he was. Again, uh, yeah. he's a great actor. I love him and everything. He was so excited to talk about. It. He's like, he's a little salamander and he's running around and catches everything on fire and it's great. Oh, the 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 
the earth giants and he's like he, he like the interest he showed in the discussion of frozen one i think is somewhat genuine in yeah. sterling k brown like Got i it. think he just loves these movies yeah it was so cool well that's fun yeah i like that that like the actor as well as like the character yeah. is like invested in what, it whether it was just you know bs actor stuff like he's at the very least he's an excellent like pr person like go out and talk about the movie yeah. we just put you in yeah. so uh the fire this is where the fire spirit first shows up and i do like that the fire's purple it is kind of a cool take on it like kind of the the coloring and kind of goes into like mm-hmm. frozen and the colors and stuff too uh and then elsa's battling with ice and then we see that it's like this little salamander guy and what was his name again i think it's bruni i think that's what i saw on the thing yeah i love that he loves like chilling out like yeah like, l- like yes. loves to get into snow and like pfft, yeah and like he like loves the snowflakes like she's always like throughout the rest of the movie it is like a neat little bit that she's like always giving him snow or snowflakes or whatever and and that's super fun Mm -hmm. uh but this is where we find out about the scarf and they make that whole connection and then they sing the chant uh Again, and I do like that. I think we were talking about that. They all kind of come the together. The ceremony of it. The ceremony cool. of it. And then this is where Elsa promises to free the forest. And Anna's like, that's kind of a big promise. And you don't know that you can do it. So again, Elsa's kind of, or Anna, Anna is kind of holding her back, I mm-hmm. guess. You're right in that. So then they, there are these friends that they meet. And then they like immediately like have these connections that Guy Ryder and well, the that woman. I get, I, I will say, and I said this when we watched it last night, it felt like Kristoff was going to break up with Anna and start dating Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a bromance. Yeah, it was like a very like soul connection from it, moment one. I think also now, because he talk, he makes the reindeer talk like Kristoff does. Like there are a lot of similarities between them. This is a performance by Jonathan Goff, who is a, a gay man. So I don't know if there's, you know, he's not, if, if, there's the toxic masculinity of a straight man being like, oh, I'm going to talk to, you know, like they're bringing the, there's no concept. There's potentially no concept of romance between two characters. If that was something Jonathan Goff, like the idea that there was like, you know, like the possibility of romance, is that yeah. something weirdly he's bringing to a to the performance? I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm just reading on it because I was like, again, like, well, if, this guy's treating you nice. Christoph, go off with him. He seems like a nice boy. You both yeah. like reindeer. Go do that. Like, yeah. Like you just, want Christoph to defensive. find a I, love match yes and I think Anna was was I think she had more apologizing to do at the end of this movie than she did <laughs> so he says that the way that they propose in their culture is like really beautiful and all these things and he's like I will it's like he's an like, all yeah, let me show you yeah. his writer being like let me propose to you <laughs> <laughs> so let me take you to my so reindeer they, glen and yeah we can so they i can propose to you amongst the herd they go off <laughs> uh and they go prepare for that and anna's getting to know the lieutenant and i do like that she's like oh i recognize you from your portrait like she recognizes him early on because she stared she, at all the she portraits. stared at all the yeah. portraits when elsa like couldn't come out and play or whatever so like they're kind of getting to know each other and then uh the fifth spirit who is calling bridges the two worlds. So that's what they're, they think the fifth spirit is the voice. We find out later. It's actually Elsa. Like the fifth element. She, if you've seen the fifth Mm. element. Uh, So then we see the earth giants and they, the fifth element is love. 
Yes. By the way, uh, they come out. The Earth Giants come out at night, right? That's like their thing. But then we see them in the daytime too. Well, they're sleeping in the daytime. Oh, that's right. That's they right. wake them up, but they they come uh, out and they're coming south. They're like, oh, they're here. They and else is like, this I far. must be, I must be attracting them because they're the they're another spirit. Yeah, I got We I have to go now so I don't get anyone hurt. Yeah, and so this is again Anna trying to hold her back as Elsa just wants to keep going, and then he Kristoff uh, is practicing the proposal and realizes they left. So it's kind of like this. Anna doesn't know where Kristoff is, but she doesn't really spend any time looking for him either. Mm-hmm. So, and she just immediately follows her sister. And then he is like, what do you mean they left? So it is kind of like yeah. a heartbreaking moment. And then we get a reprise of reindeers are better than people. So we do get that in there. Yeah. And then it turns into turns into lost in the woods. Yes. So you two go great, for it because uh, I know you got you, you were talking about this. It's White Snake. It's yeah. Clean, they base it off of a lot yeah. of different music videos, but there's a harmony at one point that reminded me of a Chicago song that I just burst out singing. Oh, that she nailed last yeah, night. It's, I don't know that I can do it in the same way, but it's will. No, I'm not doing it right. I don't have it. Cut that out. Please. Oh no, I'm doubling it. And- no, cut that <laughs> out. But it's it's Will You Still Love Me by Chicago. But yeah, I nailed it last night out of nowhere. Uh, but there's a harmony that like is almost identical to the chorus of Will You Still Love Me from Chicago. But it does. It For gives- the record, I, I there will be a beep or something where this actual singing happened. But we're gonna leave the rest in so people know because I want people to know that you actually did really good there. Not as good as last night. Last night I could have put a microphone in front of you and charged people. I was yeah, like, I like nailed it. I was on it, it. and I, I was it, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also does flashbacks to the first movie in this mm-hmm. ballad too. But like the ballad in general, I yeah, there isn't a love and appreciation for the second Gretchen, the second that he starts singing and then a close up kind of see through version of his head is slightly to the right. I was like, yes, this is what like the first time I saw him I remember being like, oh, man, this is a this is 80s pop ballad. Let's do yeah. this. I was so excited. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's just like the whole time and like the music and the guitar in the background when it hit, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is coming. This is what they're really doing this. Like, I can't believe this is happening, but it's happening. Yeah. And all the reindeer singing backup is really great too. Oh, yeah. Again, all Jonathan Goff doing all the different parts. So, yeah. So the big highlight of the movie. So we've hit it all downhill from here. So <laughs> I actually like the second half of the movie yeah, better than yeah. the first half. But. Uh, but so now the sisters, they're on this journey with Olaf and they see the ship and it's the parent ship that crashed. And so now they're like, well, how did it get here? Thus Why is debunking it here? the Tarzan is their brother theory. Yes, because they didn't actually make it there. Uh, Have you heard that theory? We've talked about it that no. Tarzan's parents, that's the ship from from frozen frozen and it crashes and it crashes there and then they have tarzan yeah so there's like there's this like uniting theory of like a bunch of the different disney movies but anyway this debunks this uh so yeah so they're really wondering how it got there they're very confused so am i us the audience yes audience might also be confused and they realize they find basically the black box (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah and they make the same joke that everyone does with the black box why don't they make the whole airplane out of the black box yeah that's a seinfeld bit oh. why don't they make the whole airplane out of the black box yeah yeah so Ola- olaf makes that uh joke and they realize that 
their parents were traveling to find the source of Elsa's magic. So now Elsa feels guilty that that's why they died. And Anna's like, I believe in you, which is, again, kind of a repeat from the first one. I mean, I like it. I like that, like, Anna has this almost blind belief. She's just like, no, you can do this. Like, you're my sister. You're amazing. You can do this. I do like that. Uh, But again, it's kind of like replaying kind of what happened in the first one. Uh, And Elsa says that she has to go alone that to the dark sea like Anna can't come. And she sends her in an ice boat in Olaf and her in an ice boat and pushes them away. And then you said that she potentially put them in more danger. Sending them away. Throwing someone down a hill in an ice boat, yes, puts them in danger. You (laughs) said if they hadn't stopped anything. I'm going to remember that the next time you're in a situation like this and you're like, I should just like... No one would ever just be like, I'm just going to let this happen. They get thrown... It's like... Clark Griswold in on the hubcap. In yeah, basically Ryan Ryan said that Elsa put them in more danger, and I said, well, if they just continued down the ice path, they would have gotten back to where they needed to go. It's they got off the ice path. Situation. <laughs> yes, from yeah, I should not have said that. My wife. But uh, yeah, so they get sent on this ice boat. They pass all the Earth giants, and now they're in a they cave. They almost flo- They almost swim up one of their nasal cavities yeah that was, yeah what a and then, and that then they're been. in a cave and then it cuts back to elsa and i do really like this visually in general this movie is gorgeous like it's visually stunning like there are a lot of really beautiful scenes and scenery mm. but i love the stormy dark sea i like this whole her fighting the knock is very cool too yeah like trying cool to tame the horse and uh, getting over the breakers in the ocean. Yeah, it, I really like this part a lot. I'm telling you, I could, this whole movie could have been like her on a journey. I was, I, uh, uh, Elsa was my favorite character in this so far. Yeah. And she realizes that Ada Holland, which they thought was. See, you nailed that. I don't know. Confidence. I think, <laughs> Confidence, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, I think it's also because I have that spelled how it's said. I don't ever oh. spell the tribe the same way twice in my notes. And I think that's why I don't know how to okay. say their name. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she realizes that it is a real place. That's what she's looking for. And that glaciers, you know, a froze. What is it? It's Rivers? It's a river. A river. A glacier is a frozen river. Thank you. I have it backwards Water in my has notes memory. here. Yeah. Words <laughs> have no meaning in this movie. Say what you want. And then, yeah. we, and then we get the next song, Show Yourself. Which uh, is pretty good, but unmemorable in my opinion. We both got teary when she was singing to the mom. Oh, this yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, there okay. is a moment in this song where, like, you know, she sees her mother and she's, like, trying to find out the story and the background and she's seeing all these memories and ice and snow and this is where she sees what happened with the grandfather and she realizes that it was fear of magic that made him do what he did but she has to go down she has to go down deep to find it and that freezes her i guess because they're like don't go too deep or you'll drown don't go too far basically yeah uh and and as she's drowning she sends off like a signal of what happened basically an ice flare and it gets to anna which we at this point were speculating did she crawl inside a earth giant's ear or something and now she's just inside when her because they go into like a hole and it was oh, like we yeah, were like well, yeah. how do we know that's not like again it zooms out it's the earth yeah. giants like 
mouth or ear or something. But they're in this cave, her and Olaf, and they get kind of this message and they kind of see, you know, the past through the ice and the snow. And then they realize that Elsa's magic is fading and Olaf is basically flurrying away. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. I know. It's an endgame moment. It's very sad. And... Elsa's gone too far is what they realize. And then that's when Gail kind of saves, saves all Olaf. Of Olaf's snow, snow because she loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gail is a better partner to <laughs> Olaf than Anna is to Kristoff in this movie. It's all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't th- you're not wrong. <laughs> if he wasn't so obsessed with proposing on this epic terrible journey, then he wouldn't have been in the middle of the woods with the reindeer That's trying true. to figure out he how to He would have propose. been there with them. Gretchen, that was by far the most convincing argument I've heard uh, uh, counter argument to my argument. I, I retract <laughs> everything. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, like I, again, I was like, get, I felt my body like gearing up, like I'm going to figure out something to get back. And you said that and I was like, I am tough, but fair. You are correct. <laughs> uh, so then we get the song, The Next Right Thing. I really like this song a You lot. have a lot to talk about the lyric analysis. I, I, think, think, I think the message is really good in this song. I think yeah. the message is really good. And I think from my music therapist background, I don't necessarily, I don't work in mental health, but I, I think even with kids, I think it's a really good song. If you're, you're my wife. You're a mental health worker. Like that's <laughs> yeah, un- yeah. unintentional. Uh, no, and I don't think it has to be just mental health. I think it's just humans in general. We all grieve, right? We all mm-hmm. experience loss. We all experience grief. And I think there is something about doing the next right thing. It's like that. What's that phrase? Like you put one, just put one foot in front of the other. But the idea Which that I believe it's, is another Disney song. It might be. Yeah. Uh, but the idea. Just put one foot in front of. Oh, you know what it is? It's freaking Rudolph shining new year. <laughs> I think it sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. But there is there is something to the idea of when you're grieving and when you feel like you can't go on, when you feel like like you're just in this place. I just need to make one decision today or mm-hmm. I just need to do one thing. And then that one thing leads you to the next thing. Right. And the, I don't know. There's something very powerful about that. And I think the lyrics, I think breaking down the lyrics and lyric analysis. And if you had somebody who was going through a tough time and being able to write their situation to the lyrics of this song, I, I think there's a lot of ways you could relate to it. So for me, it was a very powerful song in that regard it's also a very heart-wrenching song because she, she thinks elsa's thinks gone, Elsa's gone. She's, watched she's lost gone. olaf she's by herself and like there's the a only lot two people there. in her life so why does she <laughs> oh there's that other guy <laughs> oh my god uh, so i don't know so for me i really like this song i don't know what you both of you felt oh, about I really it liked it but, but I, yeah I, I like this song i don't like how like I felt like this is this is just part of like the wokeness of of this movie. There were so many things like like this was like this was like just like a drop. Like we're going to like let's just touch on mental health. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of diving into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're not even diving into it. But also like 
you know, having lost Coda in this last year, like, I can't imagine, like, I just found out he died. Now let's go do something else. And I'm just going to sing a song that's going to be like, I'm doing, like, obviously it's like over time that yes, but like, I like in this moment when I was watching that, I was like, wow, she is recovering exceptionally quickly. Well, yes. Yeah. Not to pull a bandaid off a wound or anything, Gretchen, but when you lost Coda, was there anybody particularly close physically or emotionally to you that helped you get through that? (laughs) Did you perhaps have a partner you could rely on? Yeah. I mean, he, he hadn't spent the last like several days trying to figure out how to propose to me instead of being there with me and Coda. But yeah. 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 So, so it was similar. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm with you, Gretchen. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the song out of the movie to say how it would benefit mental health, but I'm with you that, you make a really good point that it's like you also don't want to give the message that it's like you're going to get over like this intense experience very quickly and just like breeze by it. Right. I mean, it's cool. I think I think it's very cool that that it was even thought of. Like, let's yeah go down this path. Let's mm-hmm. put this in the movie. But yeah, it's that uh, it's uh, yeah, it's going back to touching on something. But then it almost like going back to Ryan's point, it then writes them in a corner almost because it's like, well, now you should have gone further. I will, and it's like, I appreciate yeah. that you put it in there because that needs well, I, needs to happen. It's kind of, yeah. It's I wish that that was something that we were seeing on a struggle with up to this point And this was yes. a, a revelation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It just yeah. felt like Anna was kind of in a holding pattern. And now since Elsa is frozen, okay, now I have something to do. And they twisted Mm. it around into like this very, again, on its own good song. But if you look at the thing of the movie, it is feel like Anna's in the way, Anna's in the way, Anna's in the way, or Anna's just there, Anna's just there, Anna's just there. Okay, now Anna can do this thing. And uh, to me, you could rewrite this with Anna and Kristoff are, again, the ones who are like, I have to do this. You stay here and take care of these people instead of this, this bolder person who has just rolled down the hill. Yeah. And I, Olaf and I are going to go off and do this. And it's just going to be Olaf and I. And Elsa. And Elsa, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Elsa and Olaf. And yeah. Elsa, instead of being frozen at that part, gets out of there. And then she's the one who like conquers the Earth Giants. Because then we yeah. get to this point, because that's the next thing she does, is it's, I have to destroy the dam. Yeah, she um, realizes that the dam... Be staying there is not yeah it's, like it's, that's what's going to fix everything and yeah yeah which I wish there was a more like why it's just this is the thing we have to do and then the magic will go the the magic mist will go away okay but like at this point I'm also more emotionally invested in this movie so I'm kind of a little bit easier to ignore some of these stuff until we're talking about it now yeah so she runs off and goes and wakes and up taunts the, Earth the giants, giants which, so they'll which is a smart idea I guess yeah. to break the dam every time like the three giants come up all over the thing I'm like these guys are so cool <laughs> yeah they are yeah they yeah, are really cool. cool and then this is where Kristoff just comes out of nowhere and, and saves scoops her. her up and so she doesn't get stepped on well I'm gonna take another second to defend Kristoff because to me he reminds me and there's going to be a lot of people who don't agree with me <laughs> I am going to make a very controversial hot take here okay <laughs> he, she, he reminds me of the best Buffy boyfriend oh and that's Riley mm. the overlooked Buffy boyfriend Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show the one 
that is too good for Buffy and she doesn't realize she's she's determined to be with a destructive personality. He is a good man. And when he comes back and he's married and we're supposed to think, oh no, the life that Buffy could have had. No, Buffy, goodbye. R- R- Riley deserves his <laughs> wife. Riley deserves to be happy. Kristoff deserves Ryder. They should get together. They have, should go ride off into the sunset yes, with the reindeer. two reindeer holding hands together and then the reindeer their antlers come together and it makes a heart oh my god it's perfect oh my god love it anyway but he saves her and then he says the lines like my love isn't fragile ryan jenkins as he looks straight down the camera <laughs> looks straight down the barrel of the camera anyway. talking to ryan uh but they break the dam and elsa wakes up and she saves the kingdom from the tidal wave that's like the very short version yes. of what happens in that whole tidal wave scene. comes down the knock they freeze it and then it kind of settles and but that- they don't talk about how the fact that all that water has just arrived into the lagoon so the water would rise so there'd be a it wouldn't have flo- it wouldn't have been a tsunami over the place but there would be flooding but whatever <laughs> anyway uh, so the mist lives from the forest. <laughs> anyway, that's ridiculous. As we did. Anyway, so she rides off on her ice horse across the water. Yes, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the mist lives from the forest. Anna apologizes to Kristoff. You think she should have done more apologizing than she did? Or I you think, think it worked out? I think out? she should have literally said, like, I've been ignoring you and I'm sorry. Like, I wanted her to just say, I've been ignoring you. Instead, she was like, maybe she did or she, I don't know. It just, it. Again, I crossed my arms and went, like, so whatever. (laughs) Uh, But everyone from the forest is now free. The sisters are reunited. And this is where they realize that Elsa is the bridge. She's the fifth spirit. She, you know, and she's like, it's a bridge, you know. She's got a sweet new outfit that, and her hair. Yeah. I I will say, Chris, something goes, something's different. Like, we were talking about how she always gets a whole new look every yeah, time you're she like, gets Anna's whole... in the same dress from like minute one of Frozen all the way to this one. I she know, get Elsa gets makeovers, makeover she has powers, ever. Anna doesn't get anything, man. Yeah. Uh, but Elsa says, you know, we're a bridge. Like, our parents yeah. had two daughters, there are two sides to a bridge. I do like that moment that yeah. she's like recognizing. One bridge has magical powers and <laughs> gets and it changed looks clothes stunning. and the other one is in, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then the fourth time's a charm, he proposes, she says yes. I do like that she's like sobbing. I love when she's sobbing about Elsa and I wanted, I, because I think Anna was very funny in the first one. I think they should have pushed it through here of yeah. her just like, makeup running very you know or whatever very sobby and then she turns around Kristoff's like I listen she's she could even do like now you want to do this now like yeah. she's like she could even say that of like just like just getting worse instead she like pulls it together and just cries a appropriate amount you know a very yeah just, instead of like by that point i think she should be ugly crying they do and Kristoff the- is just like i love it and it's just them being like we love each other it's yeah. great blah 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 they do have that moment when she sings uh elsa to sleep in the beginning where they cut to her and she's snoring and she's like sprawled yeah. out over the bed yeah so they ha- but i do wish they had more moments of that because that's mm-hmm. what i think endears me to Anna so much is she was so relatable I feel yeah, like in the yeah, first yeah. one like, a lot of those types very of moments elo- like that was what was funny about it was she's also a princess and a queen and royalty but she's just so relatable and Elsa's mm-hmm. like this elegant creature like almost yeah. ethereal and her friends just she's just like I like cookies and I fall in love easily and my dress is frozen and I walk funny that one yeah. time you know I don't know uh, <laughs> I but it. 
we then see that she gets coordinated. She becomes the queen, Anna, yeah. because she's going to stay in the kingdom. That's not where Elsa to, belongs. To mumbly McGrump pants. And he's like, <laughs> thank God she has no powers. Yes. The queen. <laughs> she doesn't sing in the middle of the night. Yes. Uh, and so the lands and people are connected by love. And that's the statue that they kind of the statue of their parents. And that's they they say that at one point with that statue. And then Elsa is out in the forest on adventures. And then Honey Marin and Ryder are like. That's interesting. Honey Ryder was a was the first Bond girl. There's no connection there. No. Um, anyway, uh, we so- don't mention her. But yeah, her and. Her and Elsa? No, her and Anna hit it. I can't remember. They talk for two seconds yeah, because yeah. they needed her to explain what she was thinking. And Kristoff was out in the forest. Mm, that's right. Working <laughs> on the proposal. Yeah. Um. I, I I think we're good. Let's do our questions. Um. I don't have them up. I'm going to attempt to remember them all. Whoa, go for it. How was the princess? I'm going to make a statement in this that the princess. Now, the first one, there were two princesses. I think the princess in this one is just elsa i think anna's a sidekick in this one she does feel very like pushed to the side yeah so i i think i've got a cartoon crush on elsa i've been thinking about it i've been thinking about it a lot that sounds weird i've been like just watching i'm like gosh she when she when she loses her braid i was like oh man i miss that hair but like i think she's got such a cool role in this one i think it could have been more i think she should it should have just been elsa's story yeah. And I think they were kind of well, hog tied to the other characters. Do you think it's because they felt the first one was Elsa's story, so they didn't want to do the second one as Elsa's story? The first one was Elsa's story, but it was from the perspective mostly of Anna. That's true, yeah. In my opinion. So I want this one was like Elsa figuring stuff out on her own, like I have to go do this on my own. I can only do this on my own. There's some magical thing that only lets me only lets magical creatures go through this fog. Oh, me and Olaf can go. Mm. And then like Anna and Kristoff have something to do on their own and they're figuring out their relationship. Like, yeah. And it could have been more of a focus on that. Like, I think that would have worked better. But that's just my thoughts. So what do you guys think about Elsa in this one? I liked Elsa in this one. I liked Elsa. I feel like I liked Anna way more. Than, I feel like you don't even really like Anna in this one. Right? I, 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 You're I like, don't, Anna, not- has, just leave her behind. I liked Anna in this one. I liked Anna in this one, I think, way more. I feel like she was put into this, like, activist role almost, where she's like, I got to, like, save all these things and i'm gonna be there for my sister like i could picture her just like getting arrested by the cops or something doing something crazy to help her sister or help Mm. water rights or something i don't want it to look like i like the anna who's like i fell in love with a awful villain better i just thought her story of getting over that stuff in the first one was more interesting in this one yeah. I don't see what you're saying. The The story you've you've proposed to me is one that I would like to see. Like if it was like, okay, I can't go help Elsa do this. What can I do? And she's like trying to help her people or doing stuff on the other side or whatever. Like, I, and, and maybe that's the reason Kristoff can't get her attention. Like to me, she felt like she, it was like, Anna, if you just let Elsa do this, it would have been done by now. Like that was my thing in this one. I don't feel like, Anna was helping until she had to at the end because Elsa was a frozen brick. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I don't know. That's just my. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have a better look. The movie made what one hundred thirty million dollars the first weekend. I don't have. A, yeah. I don't have a hundred and forty million idea up my sleeve somewhere. <laughs> um, I just you know I I I, I don't know. Um, so who would you guys say the prince is in this? Because usually it's the love interest. No. I don't think there is. I think it's <laughs> discovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know it's that like there finding is finding herself. So yeah. I don't know that there was a prince in this one, really. Mm-hmm. Like even by our standards of mm-hmm. the main emotional tie, because to me, well, is the spirits? I feel like that's the main emotional tie. Is like yeah. that's the the calling. Like Elsa's called to them. Like that. To me, it's the voice going. Which is lovely, but I don't know. I consider that much of a character. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much there, but I think if you're going to call anything a prince, I guess it would be that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we That's can. That's what it went right before you said that, Tara. That was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I almost feel like the spirits were that were that other emotional tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that we can really rank that, but yeah. Henchmen and, and sidekicks. This movie is is has a glut of sidekicks. Yeah. I loved the spirits. We did talk about that. Those are probably my favorite characters. And even though they weren't super, didn't have much of a voice, they were done. They all had very distinct emotions, even though they were all like wild or angry or needed to be calmed or whatever. Like, I, I think the design of the earth giants was the best. They were the least like interesting as an arc in my opinion, but they looked Mm -hmm. really cool. Um, the, the, the horse when it was upset was great. I like that the horse is like, she freezes the horse and the horse can go on land and the horse seems excited to be on land. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah. Like it felt like whoever worked on each of those characters was like very invested in them having a not like a very, uh, you know, kind of a background, but not necessarily something that they're very like. I am Gale and this is what I like, but it was, but you could feel yeah. their emotion without them being t- able to vocalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked Mateus. I thought it was fun. Uh, the Northundras in general were kind of like shrug. All right, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I feel like there were almost too many things. Like, I yeah. feel like I, if they took out some things and explored certain storylines or plot points or characters a little bit more, then yeah i because i feel like there's something there with them i just Mm -hmm. feel like they didn't do much with them i like that they invented photography in the 30 years oh yes (laughs) yes since the lieutenant Uh uh-huh uh-huh favorite song you guys go first uh mine's into the unknown it's a very the very close second is lost in the woods but the fact that i always have to go what is that song called and i don't really remember the song so much as i like the music video Mm, of it but yeah it's so it's a close second but into the unknown is the one i remember and it's mostly because of that youtube meme where they have michael scott's they auto-tune him to sing it but anyway i i like it i I don't want to speak for you gretchen but i feel like i could guess which one is your favorite i actually i am it's exactly the same i into the unknown is my favorite song because it's the visual it's the whole thing it's like Mm -hmm. the yeah uh, yeah lost in the woods is like it's it's more than just the music for that one it's just it's the reindeer that make that one if you ask me my favorite (laughs) music video hands down yeah exactly exactly. uh uh (laughs) because we always talk about remember dtv 
on Disney Channel where it was like between shows they they make music videos of the I feel yeah. like they could just show this on DTV. Yeah. By yeah. itself <laughs> into the corner be like Kristoff Lost in the Woods, you know, Arendelle <laughs> Records, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Great. Mine is between the next right thing and into the unknown, but I think I'm with you Gretchen when you said into the unknown it's more than just the song like the song is amazing but the visuals and just every everything about what they did with that the next right thing for me i think i connect with on a level that takes it out of the movie right yeah. where it's like if i'm basing it on the movie itself i think it's into the unknown i think it has to be does it hold up now we've talked about how Holding up is hard to something to say that came out a few years ago. Like, does it still hold up? But like, yeah. you know, it doesn't have, uh, you know, I guess it boils down to like, do we think there are things that are kind of like iffy for parents to let, let their kids watch? Or and problematic I, or anything. I, I don't see anything too problematic in this. Hit us up if we miss something. Um, you know, there's a, I, I even think the, 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 the Mario movie was a little more had scarier parts than this i don't remember yeah you know we didn't watch in a theater but there wasn't much traumatic in this unless uh you're a a a, a young person whose partner is ignoring you that <laughs> might sting deep so oh my goodness be, be cautious of that all right so up next is the villain ranking mm-hmm. we are going to rank the grandfather. The grandfather, King Runard. <laughs> Runard. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know his name. So, listeners, real quick, we're going to give you and possibly Gretchen a primer on how the villain ranking works, and we will be right back. The infallible scientific villains ranking was designed and created by top scientists working together to establish the perfect method of devising a villain's relative knavery, cunning, and vileness. Each evildoer is judged in seven categories on a scale of one to five. The averages of each category are added up, and the resulting villain ranking tells us exactly where each ne'er-do-well belongs. Whether it's at the top with our queen, Ursula, or at the bottom with Aconcagua, the grumpy mountain of Saludos Amigos. Here are the seven categories. Number one, frightening. How scary is this villain? Number two, funny. How often did this villain make you laugh? Number three, fierce. How much attitude, sass, and sense of style does this villain have? Number four, effective. How grand was their evil plan and how well did they execute it? Number five, design. How awesome does this villain look? Number six, go away heat. How much did you honestly hate this villain and want them to be off your screen as quickly as possible? And number seven, yes factor. Whenever Tara sees a villain she loves first appear on screen, she says, Yes! How often did you find yourself missing this villain's presence when they weren't on screen? Follow along at home and let us know your own villain scores. And now back to the podcast. All right, we're back. We're, we're ranking King Runard. Runard? Runard. I don't even know how to say his name. I, I don't even know that they say his Ooh, name. This is going to be a movie. quick one. Voiced by Jeremy Sisto, who is in Clueless, apparently, as Elton. Oh. Do you remember Elton? I'd have to see a picture. He kind of looks like McDreamy. Ah. He's oh, been in stuff. I don't remember him. I'm pretty sure he, th- there's no way you haven't seen him in a NCIS or SVU or I'm whatever. I'm sure, yeah. All right. So first thing is frightening. I don't think he's frightening because we don't see enough of him. Like, right. it's, I mean, I guess it's scary that he starts this war, but like... I think in the moment, frightening is not like it's like it's like thinking back, like 
I feel like there were like reparations being made for his wrongs in the past. And like, you look back and like that stuff that happened in the past in like reality, it's scary, but it's not scary as though, like if you were there experiencing it in the moment. And I exactly, think yeah. the movie's like flashback. Yeah. And Gretchen, it's so This is quick. indigenous reparations. This movie is about indigenous reparations. And I didn't even realize it till you just said that. That's No, that's why I'm saying like Anna, like, Anna, she's like, I gotta make this right, dudes. Like, we gotta crush that dam. Like, that is why I love Anna so much. They're destroying a pipeline. Yes. This, yes, this movie just went rights. up. This movie water just rights. went up in yep. my there you estimation go. as it became an eco. Yeah. Oh, I'm into this. Okay. Fr- frightening. <laughs> so his. Fr- uh, so now I'm gonna have to try and and measure. Uh. Uh. Trying not to to give King Runard. Uh the same thing I would give like capitalism. So I'm going to try and do that. So mm. frightening. <laughs> it's a one for me. Like, I don't think we experience yeah. anything. No. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's just, it's a, it's a hard one. I will say it might be a soft too, just because I think he's like, the, the, there's also a paused image of him, like going to murder someone. Yes. That's about it. So I'm yeah. going to give him a two. The rest of you guys don't change. That's I see your point. Funny. Uh, one. He's uh, hilarious. One. One. Um, one across the board. Fierce. I mean, no, no, no. This is almost like a throwaway rating because it is. Yeah. But we but, need to have him in there. Yeah. Effective. Now he did. I, one could argue he was very effective because, well, I don't know that he wanted to start a war. That wasn't his plan. His plan was for them to need him. Right? I'm need Arendelle. Was to need Arendelle, and then he dies almost immediately, so he doesn't get to see much of the effects. Yeah, I'm willing to give him maybe a three at the absolute most, and I think I'm being generous. So I I'm going to give. I could give him a two on this one because he does have a plan. We don't really see it, but like he, I guess his trap is effective because it. I don't know. I feel like I'm like trying to force a two. Yes, I don't. I. I, I think I'm going back to a one. You're giving him a one. I'm yeah. going to give him a two because I think he does put up a mist barrier for 37 years. Yeah, okay. I'll give him a two. You're right. But I think it it went awry, you know, because then the people were actually just trapped in the forest, so he didn't even get to control them, really. Yeah. Well, he was dead, but the people of Irondale at large. Uh, Design, he's got a one for me. Yeah, he just looked like a white soldier, white dude. Right. I mean, any design he has is, is my thoughts on the. Um, uniform of the Arendelian exactly. army, like yeah, it's not yeah. really yeah. distinctive to him. Yeah, go away heat. The most go away heat he has is the fact that I'm having to do this villain ranking on him. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, a one. Yeah. If 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 you hated him so much that the ten seconds he's in the movie, you were like, go away, whatever. And the next one is yes factor. How excited were you when he showed up? No. Uh, we kind of went. Did the grandfather do this? Like, yeah, we couldn't remember. <laughs> Yeah, so, so ones. Ones across the board. Yeah. Let's see where that puts him. He has gotten A. Oh, guys. Is he now Is he now the lowest? I think he might be. Let me pull. Wow. I, be- I believe Aconcagua had a 10. Which was a mountain from a short. From a short. <laughs> the It is an, yes, it's basically an actual mountain in Argentina that they gave a face. He probably got higher things in design. So... King Runard got a 8.3. Wow. So we're going to wow. go all the way down to the bottom. 
and say, ladies and gentlemen, we have crowned a new worst wow. villain. Wow. Yeah. Yay. I kind of like that because I didn't expect anyone to be lower than Ankunkagwa, I'll be honest. 8.3. And I will say we were pretty forgiving with this guy. The fact that he got a couple twos is pretty exciting. Yeah. I feel like the lowest thing you could possibly get is a is a is a seven, and he got an eight point three. <laughs> oh my god! Congratulations! That's great. Congratulations to our newest our newest worst, Gretchen. You were here for it. The worst villain. The, yes. The, the the worst, and and not worst like oh he's the worst, just, <laughs> just lame, just not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gang, would we? So bad. Would we put this one in a clamshell in our collection or? lock it away in the vault forever you know me i got a drawer you don't have a drawer i have a drawer i have it's a uh, dr- i take all those that you put in the drawer i don't I- think i would revisit this one like now that i've watched it this second time mm-hmm. you know like i think if anything i'd revisit scenes that i like from it right like yeah. you'd yeah. look up the lost in the woods or you'd look up you know olaf reenacting the movie or or into the unknown but i feel like i would I would go back and revisit Frozen. Like, I would watch Frozen multiple times. I don't yeah. know that I would watch this one multiple times now that we've done it as an episode and whatnot. Yeah, Gretchen? I lock it I lock it in the vault, and I could uh, YouTube my 80s love ballad. There you go. When I needed it. Yeah. Just to show people. Be like, you don't have to watch the movie. Just watch this. Mm-hmm. This is it. Right I here. will say, similar to Ralph Breaks the Internet, I'm going to throw it over my shoulder, and if it happens to land in the vault, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, Gretchen, thank you so much for taking time out of your camping trip. Yeah. To, yes, to, we so appreciate it. Since we had to switch dates and stuff. Uh, as no always, we ask our guests if they have something to plug, whether it be a personal project, a piece of media or something they've been enjoying lately, or just a, a general sentiment they want to put out there in the world. Um, Gretchen, please feel free to plug away. Uh, I'll just, I have, I wasn't doing the service dog thing before, so I'll plug, I'll plug the service dog. Yeah. Everyone should... Everyone who has a disability should look at uh, into getting a service dog. I was looking at your music therapy stuff and I was just thinking about how like there are alternate therapies. So if you're struggling with something, try to find something unique, creative that might work a little bit better than traditional things that are out there. Yeah, that's great. I feel like she kind of like side doored your music therapy as well. That's okay. She she took classes in music therapy at one point. I did. She I was that, in yeah. track for a music therapy major. No, I think it, I You said she was in track. You were also on track. She also you? yeah, you, she you did. Yeah, like I, a, meant a a in the, yeah. I meant she was in I meant she was in the music Both. therapy track, but <laughs> See, she also did that. Yeah. I, listen, I know about I know Gretchen. you know about Gretchen. Uh no, I think that's great to say cuz a lot of times I feel like people think service dogs and they think they can help one type of person, right? And yeah. the idea that like service dogs, it's really like a bigger thing and can help so many different types of people. Like I know yeah. Ryan and I have talked about it, like service dogs who help diabetics, which I always find yeah. super interesting and fascinating and service dogs who help kids who have seizures or even adults who have I seizures I saw one the other day like where there was a woman who had a heart issue where her heart rate would rise and the dog could... Uh, detected early i saw something on yeah, tiktok because i'm on tiktok fa- now like a dork <laughs> um but yeah that's it's always fascinating to me yeah how how useful service animals can be and, in like a wide range of things and i'm gonna yeah. say i'm gonna say this 
uh, Gretchen, not to not to not to debate what you said, but you did say if you have a disability, look into getting a service dog. If you have zero disabilities, just look into getting a dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just get a dog. No, just get a dog. I can't just fuck dogs. Yeah, get yeah. a dog. Everyone needs a dog. Yes, consider yeah. your dog. Very, as your only non dog. Yeah, very on brand for Gretchen. As your only non dog episode. Either get a dog or a well, reindeer. Well, let's say, yeah, I was going to say the reindeer are are pretty yeah. close to dogs That's in how I they're said. treated. They said, I was talking to Melody and her husband, and they were like, that is not the same. But I was like, it's pretty much in this movie, like, yeah. Sven is pretty much as close to a dog as you're going to get. Yeah. Do you know what we're doing next time? Do you know what we're doing? No, not. no. So Ryan puts up this spreadsheet and he's very proud of it. And I. I'm not do- saying this to be like, do you know? No, I'm well, not here's the thing. You. I appreciate the spreadsheet. I I love that it exists, but I like being surprised. But no, I don't know what's next. Do you want to tell me? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and those in between, all our wonderful listeners out there, uh, Frozen is a movie about the <gasps> Are we doing the Mighty Ducks? Jeez, I had a whole thing I was going into. <laughs> and we're, yes, as soon as next you, is as the soon Mighty as you Ducks. were focusing on ice, I was like, yes. Quack. Okay. Thanks, listeners. I love and, the Mighty uh, Ducks. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll, we'll see you next time. All right. Take care, <laughs> listeners. Thanks for listening to Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Tweet at us at TRP Diaries on Twitter or check out our Instagram at TR Princess Diaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh-huh.